in marriage, it's possible and common actually to repeat the same bad habits with our spouse, which inevitably leads to repetitive conflict. It's that conversation you feel like you've had a million times, but it just keeps happening again. My next guest wants you to play a different role the next time that familiar argument arrives. And rather than simply being a defender of your truth, take on a different approach. Studio 5 relationship contributor Dr. Matt Townsend will explain. You yes. have made a smart observation in your practice. Have I? Yes. It's the fact that people get in these habitual um, patterns, scripts, mm -hmm. right? So we, we know exactly how the fight goes. We know exactly what's going to happen. And we just play roles. So I'm going to be the right-handed fighter. You're going to be the gut puncher. And we just do our roles. And we only know a few roles to handle a conflict. But... There are many other things we can do in the middle of a conflict other than defend yourself, other than uh, escalate, other than elevate, or other than run. Mm -hmm. There's some other roles we can play. So I want to show you what roles we play to turn down the fire in the fight. This is fantastic because you reference it as a script and it it's can feel like that. Yeah. So you're the casting director. Casting director. And I, just, I need a really good group or I just need one actor to be able to play five roles. Okay. All right. So the too. first role that we need to play the next time there is a conflict is the learner. The learner. So imagine you go to the doctor's office and the doctor is just a really good learner. All they want to hear is what you're, what's going on. Tell me how it's presenting. They don't believe everything you say, but they hear what you're saying, and they kind of they kind of relate it to reality and the world, and they just take in as much information as they can. They don't debate you on your view. They don't beat you up. They don't immediately have to agree or disagree. They just are learning, and what they're trying to do is show you that they get it. So you feel this and this and this, and they kind of paraphrase back what you're saying, and it makes you feel this at night, and then you get up and you're sick. Is that what you're saying is going on? And they just show you they're getting it and hearing what you're saying. I like that doctor. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's a good doctor. Yeah. So all we want to do in the beginning of a conversation, when it starts to go squirrely, notice it's getting out of control, stop, take a big deep breath, and just start learning. Just start listening, because you can't influence the patient until they feel like you understand them. Mm. Diagnose before prescribed, right? Good. That's the first one. Good. Second, caregiver. Okay. The basic rule is if I don't, you don't care what I'm saying if you don't sense I care, right? So pretty much every fight we have today about anything today usually has a history, emotional history. So if my dad or your dad wasn't home for you to be at your games and it always bugged you and you felt like you didn't feel loved, then it might be that when your husband doesn't come home on time and he's not home, you feel that unloved feeling and you fight him as an adult, really, like a six-year-old kid. Mm. So what would be powerful is as I'm listening to what this person is saying is going on, what if I could try to care? Instead of trying to debate if I'm home on time or not, or what I said I would do, what if I just recognize there's a little five-year-old kid that just needs to know they're loved? And I always have my clients go back, and I just say, so imagine you had to go back to the six-year-old who wanted her dad home on time so that they could have time together. What would you do as the dad that walked in with a sad six-year-old that wants to fight you now? You wouldn't fight her. you just go love on her and then get her out playing ball with you or something. Mm -hmm. That's the caregiver. The caregiver is listen for where they're hurting and find a way to actually go take care of their pain. Don't fight their pain. Don't ignore their pain. Actually care about the pain. I know we have three more roles to come, but it would feel like a lot of the conflict could end right, right here there. if you take on that mm -hmm. position or that mindset. And you literally heal the little girl 
Yeah. And then that allows the adults to start to release that script that we don't need to use anymore. See, it's going to this place of compassion, though, in the heat of an argument. Like, you just took That's us right. there, and we're like, yes, I would never fight yeah. back with that six-year-old. And instead, what's happening is his six-year-old is hurt, and now his six-year-old's fighting her six-year-old, so two six-year-olds are, are fighting. The unifier is another role that you say can help. Listen for where you have agreement. My favorite way to kind of just seriously neuter a fight is just agree with them where I agree. I totally agree I was home late, and I'm so sorry, and I did say that this and this is, that I would be here at this time, and I'm sorry. Because what, that's sometimes just what we want to hear? Well, uh, yeah, and a lot of times, 80% we agree on, but we mm -hmm. fight on the 20%, and if we only ever talk about where we disagree, it feels like we ever, never have agreement. So when you hear what you agree with, think about it, I'd even write it down, and before you then tell your side of the story, go try to lift five times before you tell your side. I'm with you here, I admit, I've done this before. It is my need to please, and I just am constantly trying to please, and I can see how I left you hanging, and I'm so sorry. What a good challenge, lift five yeah. times before, before you bring. Before you talk, mm -hmm. before you say your part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's basically the unifier. That way we're saying, no matter what, we're mostly in agreement here. It just might be a few technicalities. Now, where you don't agree, then you have to be what we call the builder. Okay. So go show them where you're with them. I agree, I admit, I apologize. And then you use the big fat word, and. And when you beat me up for coming home late, you frame it in a way that makes me feel like I've just committed adultery. <laughs> and I don't think I'm that bad of a guy. I'm just a guy trying to battle my own insecurities and I'm trying to just make a living. And again, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. and I need you to also trust me mm -hmm. that I'm a good guy too. Mm -hmm. And if that person that I'm talking to can actually listen to my side of the story, become a caregiver to my side of the story, try to be the doctor and understand my side of the story, yeah. then we both can start to move this. Is it wise to always put that big fat and in the same conversation? Like I'm thinking sometimes, is it ever just helpful to end at the apology and maybe yeah. circle back later with yeah. the and? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The hard part you'll find out is most people don't want to do that because they they've got to get their side in. Yeah, yeah. They've got to tell their side. By the way, that's super sign of emotional intelligence and maturity if you don't need to get your story in. Mm. If you can just let your story sit. And a lot of times if you let some of these stories sit, they just, they just evaporate. They just go away. Okay. Right? All right? Last but not least, by the way, is change. Change agent. Be the change if agent. If I've learned, then I need to go change. Go change. Know that if it's 6 o'clock and I'm supposed to be home at 6, my wife is that little girl that wants her dad home to that little experience. And so I would either, I'd either make sure I deliver or I'd, I'd go take classes on why I'm too much of a, like a pleaser. And mm -hmm. I'd learn everything I could learn mm -hmm. to stop creating the problem mm -hmm. and become the change. Mm -hmm. Then we might set rules. We might set rituals. We might set ways to forgive. We might have a 20-second hug every time we come home just to reset us. See, and that change agent feels like the elevated role. Like, it That's feels it. like, again, you could yeah. get to steps one through right. four and have a really good marriage. Yeah. How many couples do you find are willing to take that fifth step and, yeah. and, ch and really it's, change? It's very rare. And yeah. you know what else is it, to do the change first, nobody buys it. But if you do the other five mm. steps first, yeah. then we buy the change because we've gone through an emotional change. So don't just change. I know I will. I've got it. I'll change. How many times have they said they would do it and they don't do it? It's because we didn't go through the other roles. So um, if we can get to that level, that's the highest level, I think, of that's actually learning and growing and becoming one. Yeah. 
is we're actually doing it and, yeah. and it's we're different because well, that's of it. growth that's refinement that's like growth. seeking education like you talk about taking a class or reading exactly. a book or, or taking mm -hmm. those steps to really change and then how cool because you now know going forward we can do anything yeah we got yes. forever to keep changing let's keep changing let's keep what will changing. we be like in 10 years all right, thank you so much, thank Matt. You, Five Bill. roles we can play in our repeating conversations. Now, hold on, I'm gonna hit a break here. Mm. This is a big announcement yes. that we look forward to twice a year. It's that time of year we are preparing for your Valentine's date night. It's huge! Yay! It's going to be on Valentine's Day. On the day? Which is scary. Look at you, Valentine's. Because I don't know what the turnout will be, but it's scary that you don't have to think of anything else but just get to the date night. I think this is genius. Yeah. You don't want to wait in a line at a restaurant. Nope. There's really not a lot to do no. on Valentine's right. Day. You're going to go to Matt Townsend's date night. He's going to entertain you while uplifting you. I think this is perfect. And you get out of the house. You leave those kidlets. If you uh, go to matttownsend.com, Go to live events and enter in Christmas 10, or Christmas 10. A you discount. get 10% off discount on the tickets up to Christmas. And uh, we haven't released the topic yet. That'll be coming out pretty soon. Okay. But it's, it's awesome, and it's going to be really funny. And I, I'm going to add the PS. Those discounts don't last because these tickets sell out. So yeah. use your discount now. What a great gift to give to in-laws. Super cool. Bring you know the whole I mean? family. Bring those jacked-up in-laws <laughs> and everybody in your family that I meant needs like help. daughter-in-law, yeah. father-in-law. Yeah. I didn't call them jacked-up. No. He did. Yeah, but I did. I met them. <laughs> that would be a great family <laughs> gift. It's so fun. All right, matttownsend.com. Reserve your seats for Valentine's Date Night on February 14th. Thanks again, Matt. Thanks,